From inflation to the rising cost of health care, in today's economic environment, many patients may delay or choose not to move forward with recommended care because of the cost. By accepting the Care Credit credit card, you can help more patients get the care they want and need without delay by offering a convenient way to pay for coinsurance, deductibles, and care not covered by insurance. Plus, when patients use Care Credit, you receive payment in two business days, helping to increase cash flow and reduce self-pay receivables, enhance the patient experience, and help increase satisfaction and loyalty with Care Credit. For more information or to get started, visit carecredit.com/mgma-podcast. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Daniel Williams, senior editor of MGMA and host of the MGMA podcast. Um, we have a special guest returning to the show today. That's Claude Royster. He is vice president and general manager of wellness at Care Credit. Claude's joining us today because of a really interesting study that I think is going to be of great interest to all our listeners out there today. Um telling you a little bit, a bit about it. It's uh, Care Credit's Lifetime of Healthcare Costs Study. This study was conducted in 2022. Um, we're going to dig into that. So first, um, Claude, welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Daniel, thank you. It's a, it's a pleasure to see you again, and it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So for our listeners who might not have caught our episode from a couple of years ago, I was looking it up. You and I were on here together back in 2021. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, anything you want to share about yourself or uh, care credit or synchrony health and wellness. Where do you want to go in that direction? Sure, sure. So a little background on me. Um, again, my name is Claude Royster. I am the vice president, general manager for the healthcare specialty markets within Care Credit's health and wellness business. I've been with the, uh, the business for four years. Uh, prior to that, I spent time in other parts of the, uh, the synchrony business for four years. I've been in the consumer finance space for over 32 years. So uh, hopefully I'm able to bring some of that knowledge and insights into this session here um, based out of the Chicago land area. Um, I am uh, married, I'm empty nester. Um, finally, um, we've got um, my, my stepson who is um, off to University of Mizzou and uh, we're excited for him as he pursues his engineering degree. So that's a little bit about me. Okay, that is great. Thanks for sharing that. Um, I was just telling you offline, I'm a <clears throat> recent empty nester. I've got my daughter back uh, from college from her freshman year, and we've got her for two more weeks. So we're enjoying every minute of it. And I'm also, I, I hope you're enjoying the empty nesting as much as I am. I, I thought I'd uh, be bored, but I am not. I'm filling that time. Absolutely. Are you doing the same? <laughs> Absolutely. A lot, a lot of golf and spending time with the wife. And um, yeah, it's different, but it's 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 also very exciting to to have some of that uh, freedom, if you will. That is great. All right. Well, getting back to this um, study, tell us about this. Um, what did uh, Care Credit get into this particular topic area in the first place? What were they looking for when they were conducting this research? 
Sure. So, so the, the goal of the, uh, the survey was we wanted to do a survey that was uh, going to enable us to provide consumer insights into the adult lifetime care costs regarding the out-of-pocket expenses. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to do was share some of those results to help build awareness and so that um, people can better anticipate and prepare to pay for their healthcare needs. Uh, and there's a lot of learnings coming out of that survey. You know, so just, you know um, some of the insights, uh, most, of the, most of the adults that were surveyed are unaware of the total annual spend of healthcare. They're also unaware of what they may spend throughout their lifetime. Healthcare costs can be very expensive, as you know. Uh, in some cases, they can be as much as a mortgage or your college tuition. So those are some of the insights that we wanted to make sure that we shared across the um, across the um, United States around um, some of the results from the lifetime of care study. Okay. Now, when y'all conducted this study, let me, because you and I talked again back in 2021, is this a study that you guys uh, update? Uh, every few years, or was this the first time you delved into this particular study? No, this is this is a study that we we've, we've done um, over the years. We, we we update this periodically, as you know. The environment has changed. You know, coming out of the pandemic, um, it, it has changed the way that our providers do business, um, but it's also changed the perceptions of of um, uh, individuals that are looking for healthcare costs, and they become more conscientious. Of, of the cost of care. So we we have done this survey historically and we will continue to do so to help educate not only our, our providers, but also our patients. Okay. So let's get into some of the details here then. Uh, it does seem in looking at the study and just some of the summaries that were provided to me that there is a gap between the perception of the Americans uh, that were surveyed and the reality of healthcare costs. So Tell us about that. I mean, anytime there's that uh, divide there, just a gap of information on what's real and what is maybe perceived. So kind of shed some light on that for us. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll touch on a, a couple of points here that I think uh, should be called out. Number one, if you think about the, uh, the total cost of care, the average American with the employer-sponsored health care costs, uh, could, they could spend up to $320,000 if you include the insurance premiums and out-of-pocket. Um, and that's during their life, uh, adult lifetime, which we, we um, you know, suggest in between 18 and 79. Um, this, could, this number could actually double that, um, almost $700,000 for Americans who purchase their own insurance without employee or government subsidies. So that's number one. So the healthcare costs, total costs are, are, are increasing. Uh, when you think about number two, the insured uh, American adults underestimate their annual cost of care by 145%. Ooh. The respondents that uh, responded to the survey estimated that their annual healthcare expenditures, not including premiums, was $850 on average. Well, the fact is the cost average is around $2,100. So uh, that, that, that's very enlightening. Uh, when we look at more than one in four um, respondents reported that they have delayed the recommended care due to cost. And one of the more startling um, statistics is 80% of the respondents, four out of five, stated that they did not have a dedicated savings plan for healthcare expenditures. And among those that do, almost half say that's not enough. Fewer than half are actively saving for healthcare future, future healthcare expenses. And of those who are, only 55% believe they have enough to meet the needs of their expenses. So as you can see there from those four points, um, the costs are increasing. 
um, people are underestimating the total average cost of their, their expenditures related to healthcare. And uh, even those that are planning aren't saving enough for an unanticipated healthcare expenses. Mm -hmm. I experienced that myself about seven or eight years ago. Um, I had worked at different companies over years and then just wanted some independence and, and do some freelance um, editing work. And, and I did love the work, but you know, when you're paying all of it out of your own pocket, I suddenly, my, my family and I, we went, wow, we don't go to the doctor very much over these two or three years. So anything you want to shed on that behavior where you go, wow, when it's really rubber meets the road here with the cost, it, it's, it's at a detriment to people when they, they just can find that many of them quit going to the doctor and there could be something serious going on there. Yeah, and, it, it, and what's what's interesting is that um, you know consumers or patients have choice. They they mm -hmm. they 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 certainly have access to more information to help determine um, where they want to go, the quality of the care that they want, um, the doctor they want to see, um, and and that that's very important. Uh, but they also need to um, you know what we try to do is ensure that we um, patients are not delaying care, postponing care, or in fact, just not having care at all because they are worried about how are they going to pay for it. So, right. you know, with Care Credit, uh, we, we our, our Care Credit credit card, we give them that optionality to be able to have that care when they need it at the time they need it and be able to pay for that uh, in an affordable way. Okay. That is a great, uh, great information. I wish I'd known about y'all uh, back when we had that <laughs> gap in not a gap in coverage, but basically where we were just funding it all ourselves out of our own pockets when I didn't have a company to help supplement that. So um, I want to go over one thing just for clarification. So we've used uh, the name Care Credit a few times. We've used Synchrony a few times. Tell us about that, how those are interchangeable or what's that relationship there just for our listeners so they understand those two entities there. Sure. So um, Synchrony is our parent company. Okay. Um, you know, that that is our the, the uh, enterprise wide company. So you'll see Synchrony across uh, a lot of our different products. Uh, Care Credit is a, a a business division underneath the uh, Synchrony umbrella. So we are a solution of Synchrony. Um, we've been around for um, over thirty five years. Uh, started in the dental space, and we've expanded into other healthcare specialties, cosmetic, pet vet. Um, um, the area that I um, uh, responsible for, which is the wellness space, um, we we deal with a lot of healthcare specialties. So you think the the allergies, if you will, um, that's that's who we support. And then we also have you know the um, sight, sound, and cosmetics. So we're in a variety of different industries across the uh, health and wellness ecosphere, uh, but we are a uh, we are an entity within the Synchrony umbrella. Okay. Thanks for sharing that. So mm -hmm. let's go to the next uh, question here then. So in Synchrony's Lifetime of Healthcare Cost Study, I want to get back to that gap then. Is this gap in reality versus maybe what is perceived? Um, do we see this span across age groups? Is it more of a generational issue? What's, what's going on in those different demographic areas? Sure. So, so when we look at the data, the data reflects as individuals get older, uh, there's a need for additional health care uh, and understanding of the costs as they continue to increase. Um, the the um, 
you look at the uh, the Gen X, Gen Zs, the Millennials, the Gen Xs, they've reported that they would hold off on non-urgent medical uh, treatments if the cost of care was between $500 and $1,000. One third of baby boomers reported that they would delay urgent care because of the cost. So again, that cost factor, you know, obviously the higher that cost goes, uh, people are making uh, differentiated decisions based on the overall cost. Okay. Um, let's look further into that then. So how do these findings affect providers and, and what health payment trends are important to consider alongside the survey findings? Sure. So, you know, one of the, despite, you know, despite providers' best, uh, best efforts, patients still struggle to understand and plan for their healthcare payments. In addition to this payment, uh, patients are assuming more financial responsibility for their healthcare. Uh, we did a survey with uh, third-party uh, Commonwealth Health Advisors, um, and 59% of the providers surveyed um, demonstrated that patient financial literacy is poor. Um, so, so those are things that we are trying to do as far as increase, uh, better educate those providers to um, ensure that they understand how to position care credit within that uh, transactional conversation and ensure that the patients truly understand the optionality that they have within the um, within the um, the patient's location. Okay. So earlier you had mentioned that care credit credit card. So let's talk about that in more detail. What role does it play in resolving these issues you've been discussing? How does uh, this benefit providers and their patients? Absolutely. So. Uh, for those that aren't familiar with the Care Credit credit card, we are we are a credit card. That's exactly what we are. Okay. Uh, so you know we offer uh, seamless integrated, seamlessly integrated high tech financial workflows for practices, health systems, uh, specialty providers, and healthcare technology partners. Uh, our goal is to provide tools that can help pay uh, manage financial barriers to planning, receiving, and paying for care. As healthcare evolves and patients seek new and better uh, care across the healthcare network, we're going to be there. Uh, we're going to be there, you know, at any point in time within that patient journey. Um, and, and the beauty of our ecosphere is you may have situations where you may have had to go to the dentist. You open up a card, you go to the dentist, you have a molar uh, pulled, but then you also have situations where if you have children, which many of us have, that play sports. You know, your, your, your son or daughter snaps their ankle. Now you have yeah. to go to the doctor and you, you may have to get an MRI, you may have to get an x-ray and, and, and subsequently you may have to have surgery. So our card, when those providers within the network now have the ability to use the care credit card within those locations. And then, you know, subsequently you, you have to have physical therapy to rehabilitate. So that entire ecosphere is really what care credit is all about, being able to provide, you, know, you have our platform, be able to provide care at the time that the patients need it. All right. Well, let's break down some of those uh, benefits that are offered then, both for providers and patients. How, how do they benefit from this care credit credit card? Yeah, sure. So, so number one, it, it improves the patient experience. Uh, having the care credit health and wellness credit card helps uh, give patients confidence that they can pay for their planned or unplanned healthcare costs. Uh, it's going to improve the patient collection experience. Uh, it's going to reduce the, the barrier of how to pay by providing a flexible way for patients to pay. We, we, we offer promotional financing, so that is a way for patients to be able to have the care that they need now and be able to pay for that over time. Uh, for our providers, it's going to increase cash flow. 
Uh, many providers will will service their patients and have those receivables on their books. Uh, we we are able to um, not only offer their patients financing, but the providers will receive their payments within just two days, which is going to increase the cash flow. Um, we're going to reduce the financial risk. You know, Care Credit helps reduce the burden of collecting payments, um, so that the the uh, providers can focus on the quality of care and giving the care that the patients need. So those are some of the aspects in which Care Credit can help both the patient and the provider. Okay. Now we've been talking about this lifetime of healthcare cost uh, study. Um, and I did want to make everybody aware, I will put a, a link to that in our episode show notes so y'all can go out there and go inside the numbers as well. But let's shift gears just slightly, Claude. Um, I know that you probably are out there studying different economic trends, other factors that are going on. We all know there has been a lot going on economically. There have been a lot of shifts over the last few years in this sort of pandemic and then post pandemic world. What are you studying? What's of interest to you out there economically, some of those factors that help you make decisions for uh, what y'all are sharing with us? Yeah, I think I think when, when, I, when I look at our business, um, I, I really want to understand the, the both the provider experience and the patient experience. And I mean, I think when I talk about providers, um, you know, we want to meet them at that transaction where they're actually talking about financing as a solution for those um, for those patients. So understanding what their needs are, their systemic capabilities. Um, we we not only work with providers, but we also work with what we call strategic technical partners, in which they are integrated into the providers. Uh, electronic health record system or their their POS. So any ways that we can help reduce any friction or create a seamless and frictionless process uh, or platform for those providers, that's what we focus on. And as it relates to the patient, we're always trying to be, uh, you know, creative and provocative around how we position this and make sure that we're educating patients on how patient financing can help them and again get the care that they need when they need it um not be afraid of um you know worrying we're we're a credit card that actually helps meet their needs so it's important for us to make sure that we're educating our patients and our providers as it relates to care credit and our and our care credit credit card okay when we're looking at it from the provider's perspective when MGMA has been out there talking with those practices. This is what comes up to us again and again and again. We have workforce shortages to begin with. Then we have unbelievable turnover within the staffs. And they tell us this is impacting the rev cycle. So talk about that. Talk about how some of these solutions can help with that. If you want to talk about workforce shortages at all as well, wherever you feel comfortable taking this uh, next question here. Yeah, so I, I think that um, you know we we all know that the healthcare systems have been under a tremendous amount of stress coming off the pandemic, and um, you know there's been a shortage of workers. Uh, we see it every day. Uh, you see it in the news. Uh, but like, this is where Care Credit looks at um, you know working with third party um, third party uh, clients to try to help ease some of that burden that's being placed. So being able to work smarter, more efficiently and streamline a lot of the processes within the, um, 
within the the uh, provider's platform. Um, and we, we want providers to look at us as a um, solution for them um, and, and, and as a way to outsource a lot of their revenue cycle processes and, and some of the non-clinical so that they can spend more of their time focusing on the patient's needs and delivering that service. Um, technology is, is becoming increasingly important. Um, we, we are focused on technology. We, we, we utilize a lot of digital capabilities such as QR codes for our application process. Even some of our transactional processes, we have quick links and QR codes that allow uh, both provider and patient to be able to transact very quickly and fluently with us um, so that they can, again, spend more time focusing on the care as opposed to the transaction. Okay. I've got a couple of more questions for you before we sign off. So I had mentioned earlier the pandemic, so it's no secret COVID-19 did shake things up quite a bit uh, for practices. They had to be more innovative. They had to be more efficient than ever. Um, but talk about that because we, as we know, uh, the public health emergency has been lifted. What's going on there? What are your thoughts as far as some of that COVID-19 impact and now the PHE being lifted? What's what can be done? What are you seeing out there? Yeah, so you know, it, it, it's it's. I mean, it's still here. We 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 know that you know while the the pandemic itself has been lifted, um, the, the the virus will will be here. So subsequently, folks will will ultimately wind up getting at some point COVID um, nineteen. But you know, one of the things the pandemic taught you know there were a lot of free testing at that time. So now, mm -hmm. now that it's somewhat normalized and it's part of the everyday life, um, many of these tests are no longer free. And, you know, the vaccinations and treatments will now become part of the out-of-pocket cost. Um, you know, whether you have Medicaid, whether you have private insurance or no insurance at all, these are things that people, again, an unanticipated um, expense, a medical related expense that now people will have to contemplate um, as, as this uh, unfolds um, throughout. So, you know, costs are still preventing people from getting care that they need. And this is just one of those, again, one of those unexpected consequences of the pandemic is that this is a cost that may actually affect you as an individual, you as, as your family, um, that people need to think about because it's an additional expenditure that is unplanned for. Okay. Now you shared something exciting with me offline that um, Synchrony, recently announced a partnership with Thrive Global. Um, talk about that. Tell us about Thrive Gro Global. If I don't trip over that line, Thrive Global, get that right. That's a, that's a tongue twister. But um, tell us about that partnership. What was uh, the thought behind that? And where do you see that going? Absolutely. So, um, you know, earlier we announced this new partnership. And, it, and really the goal of that is to bring wellness tools and technology together for the synchrony employees and leaders um, during their regular flow of work. Uh, this, it, it, it's very exciting. And I, you know, I've, I've actually, for the last couple of weeks, I've been using it personally. And um, I, I've set a reminder on it where every morning at 7 a.m., I get a note from Thrive and it gives me just some information around health and wellness, well-being. Okay. Um, you know, there's some general questions that I ask, but it also provides me with some information and some daily reminders uh, that I try to practice faithfully. And, it, you know, it's, it's a great tool for people to recommit themselves to 
their mental health and wellness as 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 individuals and and as an organization. Um, and we're, we're seeing that people are prioritizing their health and well-being a lot more. You know, again, coming off the pandemic, so it's a fantastic tool. It's a constant daily reminder, uh, but it also is a, a tool that if you you get out of it what you put into it so again those reminders help you to remember to pause during the day um get up and stretch in between conference calls um take time to you know talk to someone that you don't normally talk to because you never know what another individual is going through so it's a fantastic tool and i'm very excited that the company is investing in its people and, um, you know, it, it's certainly going to help us as we continue to um, focus on the health and well-being of not only our people, but also our employees, but also on um, the people that we work with. Okay. Well, that is exciting. So as we sign off today, let's go back to that study. Where can people learn more about it? it, it do you have a link there? And again, we can share that in the episode show notes. Absolutely. To, to learn more about the Synchrony Lifetime of Healthcare Cost Study, uh, please go ahead and visit us at uh, www.carecredit.com backslash lifetime hyphen provider backslash. Okay. And everybody, I know that is, it's got a couple of uh, backslashes <laughs> and hyphens and things in there. So we will provide that direct link in there. So all you have to do is just click right on it. Before we, really before we sign off, then called anything else from the study? Is there just like one nugget or anything that really stuck with you that you might want to share with us before we leave today? Yeah, I think, I think that this study, I think the important thing is to um, the, the planning. Uh, I think it's important that families, individuals plan accordingly, especially if you have a, don't put off your healthcare needs. Your health and well-being is, is very important. So, um, what the survey has taught me as an individual, but hopefully has taught others that have read it, is that it's important to plan. Um, there's a lot of unanticipated um, medical needs that may come up, but the more you can plan, the more you can save. Um, hopefully that will alleviate some of the uh, pressures of having to postpone, delay, or even not have care. So to me, that's the biggest takeaway. Um, and um, hopefully people will, will read the survey and take that to heart and plan accordingly. Okay. Well, Claude, it was great having you on the show again as a fellow empty nester. It's, we got to stick together. So <laughs> great to have you on here. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this episode of MGMA's Business Solutions Podcast. Thanks again to Claude Royster. He's the Vice President and General Manager of Wellness at Care Credit. Uh, as mentioned numerous times, we will leave a direct link to that uh, study so you can just click right on it. So thanks everyone for listening to the MGMA Podcast Network. This content is subject to change without notice and offered for informational use only. You are urged to consult with your individual advisors and or medical providers with respect to any information presented. Synchrony and any of its affiliates, including Care Credit, makes no representations or warranties regarding this content and accepts no liability for any loss or harm arising from the use of information provided. Your receipt of this material constitutes your acceptance of these terms and conditions.